Wrapping up week eight of the NFL. I'm here with Matt as always. What's up, Matt? What's going on, man? How you doing? Good. Wes here, of course. Bobby's not with us. He has got family in town, so of course, family is the most important thing, and he'll always tell you that, so he is not here. So instead of him, we have Logan O'Baker. What's up, Logan? What up? Not a whole lot, man. Tell us a little bit about your fandom. Um, Big Green Bay Packers fan, stem from Grandpa, big P- Brett Favre fan, now a big Aaron Rodgers fan. Um, that's for the NFL, so. Okay. okay. Yeah, man. Uh, So we've known Logan basically all – well, Matt, you've known Logan all your life, and uh, I've known Logan a damn long time too. We diehard Green Bay fan, that's for sure, right? Yep. (laughs) For sure. All right, man. Well, we got a lot to do, so let's go ahead and jump into it. First thing we're going to do is go over last week's games. We're going to start out with Matt's favorite team, the Atlanta Falcons, getting the W over the Carolina Panthers. Big win for Atlanta, uh, 25-17. Matt Ryan on the day goes 21 for 30, 281 and a pick. I'm not going to go too deep into this game. We're going to save it for Matt for later. Brian Hill, 55 yards. And Julio, of course, does his thing and goes over 100. Teddy Bridgewater, 15 for 23, 176, a touchdown and a pick. And Mike Davis does his thing on the ground. They just couldn't get it to him enough. 13 rushes for 66 yards. DJ Moore didn't really get involved too much in this game, but he was your leading receiver in regards to yards with 55. And, uh, yeah, Atlanta gets the win, moves to 2-6 and six on the season. Carolina takes yet another step back after getting up to 500 and falls to 3-5. and five. Next game, Pittsburgh at Baltimore. This was a really good game, another one we're definitely going to touch on. Uh, Pittsburgh gets it done late. <clears throat> they win 28-24 in this one, moving to 7-0 on the season. Baltimore falls to 5-2, and two, and there's a lot, more, a lot of other questions uh, I have about this Ravens team. Uh, Lamar goes 13 for 28, 208 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. 65 yards running on the ground. Ben Roethlisberger, 21 for 32, 182, and two touchdowns. Connor only 47 yards on 15 rushes. Juju got more involved than he has been lately with seven receptions for 67 yards. And uh, Pittsburgh continues to be that, that undefeated team, the only one left in the league, and uh, – a team that Bobby and I both had as number one in our power rankings. And Matt, you basically, you said 1A, 1B last week. I mean, between them and the Chiefs, two really good teams. Uh, so Steelers doing their thing, staying undefeated. Uh, actually, I picked that score, too. I had Pittsburgh winning the 28-24. to 24. How about that? I just How about my, that? Uh, That's impressive. That's, That's extremely impressive. But um, Lamar, those two picks, he, he lost that game. 100%, 100%, and I'm, I'm eager to hear your thoughts on this game as well. Uh, Miami gets the win, 28-17, so Bobby nailed that one. I know he'd definitely be talking about it because he got that one right. Uh, he said two at times going to get it done, but what it really was was the Miami Dolphins defense and the, honestly, Los Angeles Rams offense that continue to turn it over, and it really cost him in this game. And uh, Jared Goff, I mean, 61 passes, 35 for 61, 355, a touchdown and two picks. The run game really never got going off its feet. Um, Tua, 12 for 22, 93 yards and a touchdown. You got your first touchdown and your first win. That simple for him. The defense did a heavy, heavy amount of the, this in this game. They had, uh, oh, man, they, they row with the interception, Wilkins with an interception. I, this, this was another really good game. Howard was excellent. Van Noy was excellent. Uh, Miami going to four and three over 500 and two is one and zero as a starter. The Rams, uh, losing that really tight NFC West. They really can't afford to lose. And I know San Francisco's kind of falling out, but, uh, I mean, it, there's, that's a really tough division. So we'll see what they do. 
Jets get thumped by Kansas City as predicted, 35 to 9. Kansas City moves to 7 and 1 on the season. The Jets fall to 0 and 8. Not a whole lot to touch on like I always do with the Jets. Frank Gore, 10 rushes for 30 yards. That's about all I got with them. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, five touchdowns, no picks, 416 yards. This man exploded on offense and definitely carried me in my fantasy win this year. With this week, excuse me. Kelsey, eight receptions, 109 yards, and a touchdown. And Tyreek had two as well. Kansas City, again, moves to 71. Jets are 0 and 8. Minnesota at Green Bay. This one angered me, Logan, and I know it angered you too. Uh, Dalvin Cook, when the, the Minnesota Dalvin Cooks beat the Green Bay Packers in this one, he goes to score four touchdowns. Uh, 30 rushes, 163, three touchdowns, and then uh, two receptions, 63 yards, and a touchdown. Kirk Cousins, a amazing 11 for 14, 160 yards, and a touchdown. A Rod goes. 27 for 41, 291, three touchdowns, no picks. Uh, Jamal Williams, 16 rushes for 75 yards. Uh, the leading receiver is uh, Robert Tanyan, uh, that tight end that kind of steps up. Uh, Devontae Adams thrown to 12 times, has seven receptions for 53 yards, and yes, he does have three touchdowns in that game. Um, but only on 53 yards, that was kind of wild. So I have some questions on that one, Logan. I'm going to need some answers to later in this. Did you get to catch that game, Logan? Uh, I didn't. I was following it on ESPN. Um, defense couldn't stop him. Uh, right up after it, they missed 11 tackles during the game. So uh, you're not going to stop many people if you miss 11 tackles in one single game. So uh, we got to figure that out. It's a pretty fundamental thing in football. So I don't really know what's going on on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I mean, Rogers still threw three touchdowns, and Jamal Williams did enough on the ground that we should have still won the game. So um, one other stat I did read, we were three for five, three for five on fourth down. So taking some risks on offense to try to win it, but defense isn't doing anything to help us out on that side. So yeah, defense fell, unfortunately flat in that one. So I'll definitely have more questions later on that. And we'll get Matt's input as well. The Colts get the win versus Detroit. And this is one that really surprised me because Detroit had been stepping up, but they went 41 to 21 over Detroit. That being the Colts moving to five and two on the season and staying close with Tennessee, uh, especially after Tennessee takes took or excuse me took their L this week. Philip Rivers 23 for 33, 262, three touchdowns, no picks. Very impressive by him. Uh, Jordan Wilkins was the leading runner on the ground. They seem to have found something with him over Jonathan Taylor. 20 carries, 89 yards, and a touchdown on the day. I don't know what's going on with Ty, but I mean, it, you look at these this these receivers, and it I, I half of them I don't even know. I know Mo Ali Cox. I know Najee Himes is a running is their running back, and he had two touchdowns on three receptions. So Ty is a essential non-factor, and he ends up leaving this game with an injury. Matt Stafford goes 24 for 42, 336, three touchdowns and one interception. The ground game is what killed them in this one. They could not get it going as their leading rusher had a total of 11 yards. It, it, they, they went, they just couldn't get it going. They could not get it going, and that looks like the difference maker. But that just goes to show how impressive that Indian, Indianapolis Colts run D is, and they are a force to be dealt with. Vegas gets the win over win over Cleveland 16 to 6 in a very kind of blah game. Not a whole lot of crazy stats to talk about in this one. Uh Baker Mayfield 12 for 25, 122. No touchdowns, no picks. Derek Carr 15 for 24, 112 and a touchdown. Josh Jacobs, however, did get rolling again. 31 rushes for 128 yards. So he had a very impressive day, but other than that, a pretty quiet game from the Raiders and Browns. Browns fall to 5 and 3. Raiders move up to 4 and 3. Titans take the L at Cincinnati, 20-31. to 31. Kind of a shocker here. Um, Matt, did you get to catch any of this game? 
Sorry, my phone broke up there. You said which game? Uh, Tennessee, Cincinnati. Um, no, I, I actually I didn't. I mean, I I did pick Cincinnati to win this game. You did. That's why I went to you. That's exactly why, because I was curious. So, I, I, I don't know, man. I like Joe Burrow. I, I'm telling you. I think I said it probably when I predicted the game. But, you know, <clears throat> he's the truth, dude. The guy is really, really good. And, uh, no, I mean, no interceptions, two touchdowns. Uh, Tennessee, man, they got flaws, you know. Uh, they and, and Cincinnati, man, they expose it. They exposed it big time, man. I'm glad you said that because Burrow goes 26 for 37, 249, two touchdowns, no interceptions. And Bernard and uh, Perrine, they both uh, had a touchdown each. And, I mean, they had a pretty decent run average, each of them 4.1 and 3.2 respectively. Uh, and Tyler Boyd is the – I mean, that's his guy right now. That's the Peyton to Marvin Harrison. Like, that's what it seems like it is what we're watching in front of us. You know, he gets six receptions for 67 yards and a touchdown. I mean, they're consistently linked together week in and week out. And they get their second win, and funny enough, their second win versus the AFC South as their only other win came from Jacksonville. New England takes another loss, falling to 2-5, and five, and the Bills prove that they are the division leaders and they cannot be stopped. They go to 6-2, and two, and Cam loses this game late, but, I mean, what, what, this is wild seeing the Patriots at 2-5. and five. Are we at the point right now where we're saying it was all Brady? No. Um, yeah. I, I am. I'm already ready to say it. I mean, I don't care about... Uh... Who who's on on the Patriots? Normally, Bill Bill Belichick finds those those undrafted players, those those random guys, way you know in the sixth, seventh rounds, and turns them into superstars. And uh, I think he's. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, they might be in a little bit of a cap situation, but it was great to see him like coming out and having to say something, and mm-hmm. you know, kind of make an excuse. It's like, dude, you didn't even have to say anything, and here you are. It was pretty sad to me. <laughs> there you go. There you go, Matt. Chargers get beat by the Broncos. The Broncos are three and four, man. They're three and four. They're better than the uh, than the Chargers right now, and they have a top five defense as it stands. Uh, they moved to three and four, like I said on the season. And this game came down to the wire. It really did. Herbert goes twenty nine for forty three, two seventy eight, three touchdowns and two picks, which ended up being key in this game. Locke actually pretty solid, twenty six for forty one, two forty eight, three touchdowns, only one interception. And Philip Lindsay was great on the ground, six uh, six rushes, eighty three yards and a touchdown. The receiving game, Deshaun Hamilton, the former Mountain View uh, alum, four receptions, eighty two yards and a touchdown. So. Uh, Denver, three and four, Matt. Yeah, man, I'm still not a believer yet in uh, Drew Locke. I mean, he had a great second half and supposedly had some speech and you know got everybody rotted up. So let's see if he can continue it. Um, Chargers, man, they just again they they just find ways to lose with or without Philip Rivers. They should have won a bunch of these games. They should they should have their record could be easily five and two flipped around there, but. Um, Justin Herbert's still playing well. Uh, a couple picks there, you know. I mean, overall, dude, we we know this guy's a rock star. I, I think it's more the Chargers' defense is, is what the issue is. Agreed, agreed. San Francisco loses to the forty, or excuse me, loses to the uh, Seattle Seahawks, and they lose a lot more than just the game. They lose George Kittle and Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo pretty much done for the year, and. Uh, George Kittle, you could argue, is too, as he's out eight weeks. So, barring a incredible run by the San Francisco 49ers team, you're not getting Kittle back either. Logan, uh, I mean, they just can't catch a break with injuries, can they? No, 49ers have had 
what they've got. I think I heard today eighty million dollars on IR right now. Mm-hmm. Eighty wow. million dollars in cap space on IR. So I mean, it's tough. I mean, they're still four and four, so they keep fighting. Jimmy G played through, tried to play through some injury, but I mean, it's a high ankle issue. So I think I heard today actually as well that he uh, is most likely done for the year because he's going to have surgery. So um, it's good for us. We play him Thursday night, but we have just as many injuries. We just have a lot of smaller nagging injuries that are week or twos that we can't get everybody healthy at the same time type deal. So, Gotcha. I, going through these last few games, we'll kind of touch on just for a second. Um, 26 to 23 Saints win versus the Chicago Bears. Bears fall to five and three. Saints fall or go to five and two. And Matt, um, your disdain for the Chicago Bears team. That aside, do you think they should stick with Foles or should they go back to Jabisky? I keep hearing this conversation. I mean, I, that's why I'm bringing it up. We might as well have it. Yeah, man. Uh, a lot of people are talking about it, and who, who knows, man? I don't care at this point. Like, I, I think we know what we got with both of them. I mean, there's a reason why they bent, bench, uh, you know, Trubisky in the first place. <laughs> you got to pick one or the other, man. At this point, I, I, I don't care. I don't like that team. I hate Chicago right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick Foles goes 28 for 41, 272, two touchdowns and a pick. Uh, Montgomery 21 for 89 yards, 21 rushes for 89 yards. Allen Robinson gets involved late with 87 yards and one touchdown in the game, but on the Saints side, it was all Alvin Kamara. Through the air, on the ground, 12 rushes for 67 yards, 9 receptions for 96 yards, getting consistently involved. Taysom Hill gets a touchdown, which was cool to see. Uh, Jared Cook gets his touchdown for the game. Uh, Breeze, 31 for 41, 280, and 2 touchdowns with no picks. Saints moved 5-2. and two. Cowboys at Philly. Guys, I don't know if you caught any of this game. I feel like you both might have caught at some point uh, some portion of it, but this was an ugly game. Yeah, I watched. Uh, I watched actually probably most of this game, and um, it was man, it it was extremely ugly. Uh, you didn't know really who was gonna win there until you know pretty much the fourth quarter, and Philly just you know pretty much took over there. And oh man, <sighs> NFC least man, I'm telling they, you, they're all garbage. It, it, this literally is the worst division, and not just the NFL history, but. Just sports history. Uh, it's pathetic. I'm not even associated with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank agree. you. Hey, all of us. Hey. Yes. Amen. Yes. Yeah. And I come from a very historically bad AHC South division since they merged that or separated the Central. It's been historically bad, but it's also been very tight sometimes. But this, yeah. uh, you could say the same about the NFC East. But this year, man, they are going through a down year. Injuries, obviously, playing a playing a part in a lot of these teams. But that aside, it's just. It's ugly. Hey, quick question, quick question on that. So when does Carson Wentz get benched for Jalen Hurts? That's a great question, Logan. You know, we brought it up. I think Bobby made a bold prediction that he'd be benched, what do you say, I think week eight or something like that, which is what we're coming into, or we just went through, excuse me. But yeah. uh, um, I don't know, man. I don't think you'd make that. I, I My head says give him a shot, but – if I'm thinking from the business perspective, if you, you can't pull Carson Wentz out with how much money you've invested in him, one, and two, you know that you've got a plethora of injuries that are going to kind of let your owner know that this season, you know, what, what are you supposed to do? We don't have anybody here. So the only reason I really see Jalen Hurts going in is if they're completely out of playoff contention. And like you said, in this terrible division, they're never really truly going to be out of it. Yep. True. Matt, what do you think? 
<clears throat> yeah, I agree. I mean, with what line they have right now and Carson Wentz is getting beat up. I mean, just let him stay out there. He's a better quarterback right now. No point in putting Jalen Hurts in there in that mess right now. Agreed. Agreed. Monday Night Football brought Tampa Bay a 25-23 to victory over the Giants. The Giants really hung in this game, man. They did not want to go away, but Tampa Bay gets it done. They actually had an extremely slow start and picked up late in this game. Um, Tom Brady, 28 for 40, 279, two touchdowns, no picks. Fournette was the leading rusher, but it was kind of running back by committee between him and Jones getting 75 yards on the night. And Daniel Jones, 25 for 41, 256, two touchdowns, two picks. Um, Wayne Gallman, 12 carries, 44 yards and a touchdown. Alfred Morris, who in my I, I know he's been on at least three NFC East teams. He hasn't been on the Eagles yet, has he, Matt? No, I don't okay. believe so, but so that's he, his next stop. Uh, you already know. We already know where he's going. <laughs> so if you see him in the free agency, you know he's going to Philly. That's almost a guarantee. Sterling Shepard looked great. It's the first time we've seen him looking great in a while. I was really happy to see him out there and involved in this game. It was really cool to see because he's been so banged up all year, the last couple of years, I feel like. So it was nice to Man, see that. Daniel, Daniel Jones missed him so many times yes. wide open you down could the see field. his face too shoe, you like, could see his face too uh, that I know the one particular one on down the left side of the field he was wide open and he threw I think any other team besides the Jets could have beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last night they were so off you know the, especially in the first half Tom Brady and that offense were just not in sync and yeah I mean, I think any team would have capitalized on that, but not not Daniel Jones. He ain't Danny Dimes, man. I don't know where that nickname came from. He came from Duke. I mean, what? Yeah. come on, he get out of here. He, he hasn't really laid too many dimes, and it seems like that, that he'll have one good game, and then all of a sudden here it comes flooding back. So, yeah, he's just got to stop turning the ball over. He's turned the ball over more than anyone in the last two years. So 100%. He's not going to do much for you. Yeah, ask Blake yeah, Portals. He can tell you. It does. Really <laughs> um, hey, let's go ahead and uh, let's like uh, circle back around here real quick and talk a couple about a couple of these games. Matt, we're going to start obviously with this Falcons Panthers game. 25-17 again was the final. Atlanta going to two and six on the season. Talk to me about this game, Matt. What were some uh, key points? Uh, <clears throat> in the first quarter, I mean, we just kept going for field goals. I mean, we would get right down the field uh, very easily, and then always stalling in the red zone. I don't know why. Julio Jones doesn't like to score touchdowns or something. I, I don't get it unless he has to run 60 yards. It's, uh, it, that's kind of frustrating. Um, the run game was atrocious. It was god-awful. Uh, Brian Hill was was the only bright spot in that. Todd Gurley, this, this is like three games in a row where he's averaged like two and a half yards. He might be getting the touchdowns, but, you know. They're in short yard situations, right? Yeah, which or, is fine. Fine, right. but uh, – Brian Hill isn't that consistent, so. But, yeah, Julio Jones, you know, does his thing, gets over 100 yards, doesn't score a touchdown. Uh, Calvin really gets injured. Um, it was The best thing about it uh, was the defense closed out and they had that interception to close out the game and, and faced it. So that, that was the best part in my eyes. Yeah, I feel like that was a big confidence builder in that game. Now, uh, talk to me about Calvin Ridley. What's going on with him? Uh, he's has a mid foot sprain. Um, and they didn't, and, and when they did the MRI, nothing, they didn't even really see too much of anything. So we're hoping that, you know, it's day to day as of right now, and hopefully he'll just rest all week and, and then be good to go by uh, game time. But it'd probably be yeah game time decision. Uh, that's what it's looking like right now. Okay. All right. Well, uh, 
I don't know what your situation is on Atlanta if you want them to win or you want them to lose right now. But, uh, hey, man, cool. That's a big win versus the NFC South team that was trying to gain some momentum. So you kind of, if anything, you just pulled them back with you a little bit. I mean, honestly, we should be 3-0 under Raheem Morris. We should have beat the, the Lions. I agree. Yeah, that was – I actually got to watch that game. That was a very tight, fun game to watch. Unfortunately, Matt, it was not good for the Falcons at the end of the game, but uh, it was oh, a fun no, game to watch. Was, yeah, it really was. And uh, and, and we, Bobby talked about it last week. He was watching it with his uh, Lions fan uh, last week, so he even watched a lot of that game. And it was – yeah, it really was. It was – Interesting game to watch. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of uh, NFC North teams, Logan, your Packers, they took a loss. We talked about it a little bit earlier um, to the pa- to the uh, Vikings, 28-22. to 22. Um, The defense seemed to do good in the passing game. I mean, I mean, I guess Kirk Cousins was just extremely accurate. I mean, he was, he was 11 for 14, which is kind of wild for me to say. And they just, I mean, every other play looks like we're handing it off to Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I mean, it was it was the Dalvin Cook show. He had 200 and almost 30 yards of total offense against us. I mean, you can't have one player do that against you, no matter who it is. If that happens, it's not going to be a fun day for anybody. Um, offense moved the ball. I mean, we also, yeah. we, as I said earlier, three for five on fourth down. So we were moving the ball and just being a little more uh, aggressive because we were down pretty much the whole game. So I don't know, man. Um we got to win a tackle, I guess, but I mean, at the same time, I'm looking up the injury report for this week, and it's almost a full page on my computer screen. So, I mean, a lot of it's just snagging little stuff, but uh, right, it's it's getting a uh, it's adding up to uh, making it a little more difficult on everything type deal. So, um, hopefully, we get a bounce back win. I mean, against another injury plagued uh, 49ers team, but. It's always a tough team. As you can see, last year's NFC Championship game, they killed us. So, and once again, it was on the ground. So, we got to figure out the ground defense. I was kind of hoping we made a splash in free agency, either defensively or with a receiver. But uh, I guess we're happy with what we got. So, um, I guess they know it better than we do, right? There you go. There you go. Matt, um, any thoughts on this game? Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed the Packers didn't, uh, didn't acquire one of those receivers. One of the three receivers on the Texans. It would be really awesome to get Will Fuller. I think that uh, speed option, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers has never really had that. So that'd be amazing to see. And then, yeah, we have MVS, but it hasn't. What's that? I said we have MVS, but it hasn't paid off like we, we thought it was going to. So um, yeah. I was kind of hoping that Will Fuller, especially being an Notre Dame guy, the Will Fuller trade would have been very happy on my, my side of things. Yeah, they, but I mean, I, I understand not giving up a second or third. I mean, I would have given up, you know, a fourth and then maybe even a seventh or something like that. I wouldn't go too, too much further than that because you got to think, I think this is last year of his rookie deal. So you're going to have yep, to pay sure. him. Um, I think Brandon Cooks, even, you know, again, for a fifth rounder or something like that, sixth, and, and that would have been even, you know, a positive, but. But the game itself, yeah, very surprising. Uh, yeah, again, exposed uh, Green Bay's run defense for big sure. Um, yeah, big time. It's. I mean, I doubt that'll happen again. But they have to play one more time, right? That was the first time they played. Uh, no, we've played tw- them twice already. I'm pretty sure. So, okay. pretty sure the first game was a blowout. 
mm-hmm. for the most part, and then we just played them again. But I'm taking a look. Yeah, you guys won 43-34 the second yeah. uh, week two. Okay, yeah, Aaron Rodgers went off four touchdowns. Yep. Um, so now we're, now we've got to figure out who's going to be our running back this week because uh, AJ Dillon got was on the COVID list, mm-hmm. so that puts Jamal Williams on the COVID list. So I think we're running with Tyler Irvin and Dexter Williams um, off the practice squad. Um, they're not wanting to force Aaron Jones back I was unless gonna say, they have to. Do you so. know how far how far away he is? They they said he could probably play if they had like if this was a important important game this week that he would play, but um, I think that he most likely will not, and they just won't force anything. And mm-hmm. it's been it's been an interesting year for the Packers injury wise. Like one game we were down to like three or four receivers, so we played all three running backs like multiple plays, and now we're gonna be down to two running backs. So who knows what we'll do uh, within the running backfield? Might throw some receivers back there, do something. So. Who knows? At least uh, Matt Lafleur is creative when it comes to those kinds of things to make it happen type deal. So, yeah, we'll see with Green Bay. I still kind of peg them finishing that atop that division in my eyes, but uh, definitely something for them yeah. to work on. Especially like you said, that they got to figure out that run game. Pittsburgh, Baltimore. I want to jump into this game. Um, so obviously Pittsburgh goes to seven and zero. Baltimore, man, we we talked about them last week and how I'm not sold on Lamar Jackson right now and Matt I think me and you are the ones discussing it you feel the same way correct yeah I do I mean the two interceptions were key I mean if he didn't th- I mean Ben Roethlisberger didn't have any any interceptions I believe he didn't have any turnovers at all correct um, and uh yeah I mean those two picks were key I mean, in a game that's 28 you know you lose by four points 28 24 yeah yeah if one one touchdown right there even Two field goals and look, we're winning the game. So yeah, yeah be, uh, he, he, I think he tries too hard. He tries to make all the superhero plays, and he doesn't even need to. He makes enough plays as it is. So mm-hmm. let the let the guys around him do do more work than than yeah, he's doing more work than he needs to. I agree with you on that. I mean, when you look at his stats, he's thirteen for twenty eight. So right off the bat, you got an under fifty percent passer right there. Um, two hundred and eight yards. The two interceptions obviously were huge. Look, you had a running back, J.K. Dobbins, who had one hundred and thirteen yards. He's averaging seven and a half yards a carry. Give him the ball a little bit more in this game. Like you said, Matt, you don't need to be the superhero in every game. I mean, Gus Edwards has sixteen rushes for eighty seven yards. Your run game really right. was carrying this team, and it seems like. You're trying to force a pass game into this is what hurt them uh, at the end of the day. And like you said, too many superhero plays. You know, you look across the field, you have Big Ben. He's making simple plays down the field, you know, kind of dinking and dunking. You don't have a receiver over 100 yards on this team. Um, and the receptions are fairly low, but when you look at the target reception-to-target ratio there, it's extremely high. I mean, you look at Chase, Cap- uh, Chase Claypool, he was the one anomaly in that. He had nine uh, targets. And only uh, five receptions on the day, but he still had a touchdown. So I agree with you. Uh, I agree with you 100%, Matt. Logan, you got any thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, everyone's kind of figured out how to beat the Ravens. You force them yes. to throw the ball. Um, I mean, as much as I like Lamar Jackson, it's fun to watch. He's Michael Vick 2.0, but he's definitely got to figure out how to pass the ball a little bit more, um, be a little more accurate. I mean, I was just looking at stats, and Baltimore outgained them 2-1. to one. I mean, 2 yeah. So I mean, two interceptions. One wasn't for one was for a touchdown. It's not even a game if you take care of the ball. Yeah, and on top of that, you dominate the time of possession, thirty-five to twenty-four. I mean, 
penalties as well played a big part in this. Three times as many penalties. Which is very not normal for a Baltimore Ravens uh, football team. No. You're 100% right on that one. So I, I'm, I'm worried that this Baltimore Ravens team is going to be what the one we've seen in the last two years where, you know, Lamar looks great and flashy, but now he's starting to get exposed. Yes, albeit it's Pittsburgh. They're an outstanding team. And, I mean, we're criticizing a team that's lost to Pittsburgh and the Chiefs, two of the arguably best teams in the league. That being said, you're going to have to go through them to get to the Super Bowl. So you got to figure it out. You need to beat one of these teams to prove that you have that you have that in you to do it. And I'm not sold on the Baltimore Ravens, man. If we get to the playoffs and I don't get another like a real impressive victory, and you know, I'm I can't see myself picking them. I just can't. Yeah, Lamar's got to figure out how to play in big games. Uh, they were, I was listening to the radio today, and they were talking about Big Ben was actually drawing up plays at the end of the game, backyard football style. So, um, that's not good when you're losing to a backyard football offense at the end of the game. So. I agree with you 100% on that one, 100%. Uh, let's go ahead. You guys got any games you want to jump into? Uh, let me see here. Uh, now we talked about the Tennessee-Cincinnati. Um, that, that was one I was going to talk about. I was going to say, we can dive in deeper to that one if you want. We just kind of talked a little bit about it. But if you want to dive into this one, I'm down to deep dive it. I mean, I just like, like I said, I mean, Joe Burrow, man. Yeah, I'm a big fan, man. Big fan, uh, and T. Higgins, he's a good guy. If, if anybody watches college, college football, mm-hmm. you already know who T. Higgins is. He, you know, he's a big guy in college. So, the Raiders Browns game was interesting to watch. How windy and and crappy the weather was. Mm-hmm. That was the yeah, that day. that was one of those weather game, couple weather games you get a year where that doesn't matter what you do, it's all up to the weather and who can figure it out the best. Pretty much, pretty much. and then. Uh, the other game, the other main game, I guess, would be the Bills and Patriots, uh, with Cam fumbling there at the end, and uh, Patriots being two and five right now. Yeah, so talk to me about that one, uh, Matt. Did you get to catch this game first off? Uh, I didn't catch this one. Uh, I caught, you know, a bunch of the highlights, and and you know, saw saw how Cam, you know, <laughs> again did not play very well at all. Um, running game was 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 great. Yeah, you know, that's all fantastic, but. Yeah, and then that, that key fumble there at the end, man, that that cost them big. They could have at least tied it up and gone into overtime, but um yeah, it's crazy, man. Two and five. I know they're hurting on players, you know, in depth and whatnot, but you know, whatever excuse uh COVID that's their excuse COVID. Yeah, I, I just don't wanna hear it. I mean, um everyone's dealing with it. Yep. Everyone is well, dealing I- with it. Now uh Matt, uh, so you're Bill Belichick, and uh, what are you doing here? You're two and five. What are you doing? Um, I mean, there's nothing to do. You got, I mean, there's a lot of young players that you're already playing, so you just you just keep riding it out. And I mean, hey, if it gets you, you know, four and eleven or four and twelve, uh, five and eleven, six and ten, um, him getting a high draft pick, you know, there it is. So maybe they can get another quarterback. Uh, see how far Justin Fields goes or um, Trey Lance out of North Dakota. Yeah, I don't know about him yet. I don't know about him yet. I don't know if he would work with with Belichick. As you can see, Cam it started hot, but since he got COVID and had that game off, it hasn't worked. Yeah, um, I don't know what's going on with that, but it's bad. Well, kind of second, uh, Josh Allen has come back down to earth the uh, last three or four games. Yeah, he really he's not has. playing the same that he, I mean, 
I think he no, was one touchdown, one pick. Yeah, no, this is, uh, I think this is more of who he is. I mean, he wasn't that guy that we saw, that almost MVP-looking guy earlier. I don't believe that um, by, by any means. I think I think he's a little bit better than what he's been playing. I think teams are just figuring out the uh, the Bills' offense a little bit more. So a lot more I think tape that, available. It was also super cold. Yeah, it was it was a crappy Sunday up there. So I mean, that's that's part of it as well. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, these this Bills team, man, they're looking damn good at six and two. Uh, I don't think there's anyone stopping them in this division at this point. No, I mean, and, and the Dolphins kind of had a little fire sale on some people today. Um, they did. Got rid of Isaiah Ford. Um, but then they did trade for a running back, which I was kind of confused with, unless Gaskins hurt, because I thought Gaskins was play, had been playing pretty well in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he had been playing decent. I uh, that's interesting to hear that he uh, that they go to that position because they do trade away a receiver. So I, I feel like they're tight as it is on receiver, so they can use all the help they can get at that position. If you got, uh, let, let's go ahead and do that then real quick. Since you since you bring up the trade, uh, let's go ahead and through some of the trades. Uh, obviously, trade deadline passed today. Uh, I'm going to run through some from the last about week or so. Uh, Vikings trading Gakwe to the Ravens on the 22nd for a third and fifth round pick. Now, with those picks, uh, obviously that transaction is completed. Now, Jacksonville still holds the conditional uh, fifth round pick for Ngakwe. So should Ngakwe go to the Pro Bowl, that goes from a fifth to a fourth. And if he goes to the Super Bowl and gets... A Pro Bowl nod, then it goes to a third round pick, so effectively giving Jacksonville a second and third round pick for Ngakwe. So we'll see what happens there. Giants traded Marcus Golden on the 23rd to the Cardinals for a sixth round pick linebacker, uh, outside linebacker to help build up that Cardinals defense they're working on over there. Cowboys on the 27th trade Everson Griffin to the Lions for a conditional sixth round pick. Lions will take all the help they can get. Uh, Carlos Dunlap gets his wish. Wish gets traded out of Cincinnati. Goes from the Bengals to the Seahawks for uh, outside line men B.J. Finney and a seventh round pick. Uh, November first, Jets trade Avery Williamson and a seventh round pick to the Steelers for a 2022 fifth round pick. I don't know if you guys were on the site, uh, Matt. I know you're not on Facebook, but we there. Uh, Williamson actually put a picture up of him standing. On the side of the road in New York, with his Jets gear on under an umbrella with his thumb out, saying "See ya," you know. <laughs> I'm really curious how the hell he got that picture. It was a cool picture. Uh, like it was a really cool picture. I hadn't seen anything like that, so it, it, it was cool. Um, November second, 49ers trade Quan Alexander the Saints for Kiko Alonso and a conditional fifth round pick. This was one of the bigger trades so far and it kind of showed that the 49ers are kind of wrapping it up for the season so to speak you know a lot of your players are going on ir they're just going to clear up some space he has on a big contract four years 54 million so moving on yeah. from him going to the saints kiko alonso goes to yet another team with that fifth round pick now on the i believe the last one for november 2nd was chargers trade desmond king their cornerback to the titans for a sixth round draft pick and then today uh, Logan, you alluded to it earlier. The Dolphins traded for uh, trade Isaiah Ford to the Patriots for a seventh-round pick, and then the Chiefs trade running back DeAndre Washington and a seventh-round pick to the Dolphins for a sixth-round pick. So, Logan, you touched on both of those just a minute ago. Um, I'll get to you in one second, Logan, because I know you got a lot to say about the whole trade deadline. Matt, anything you wish Atlanta would have done at the trade deadline? Yeah, supposedly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I know you guys might have saw Tack McKinley's uh, mm -hmm. tweet uh, saying that yeah, Atlanta is going to keep him, even though they had a handful of offers. I'm wondering what those offers were. 
because uh, I think we, this guy needs to be gone. We're not going to re-sign him. Uh, he, he's he's too injured all the time. Uh, had six six and a half sacks his rookie year, seven sacks his second year, and has just been injured ever since. Um, not a fan. Um, ready ready to move on. Uh, wish wish we got something back for him instead of just letting him go. Mm-hmm. So kind of disappointed in that. Other than that, yeah, I mean. Uh, I'm glad we didn't trade Alex Mack. I heard that he might be on the block. Right, you mentioned and, that last uh, week. I'm really happy that we we're gonna he's gonna at least ride out this season. I think he might just retire at the end of the season anyway. I mean, he's what I think he's this is his 13th year, maybe 14th. So, um, yeah, I think he I think he's just gonna retire. I, at least I hope he would, or maybe ride out one more year with us. We'll see. But other than that, on Atlanta side, yeah, I mean, then. I mean, I knew we weren't going to be acquiring anybody, so. Hey, real quick on that, Matt. Uh, Vic Beasley, I uh, just saw this. I don't know if y'all saw this. Oh, yeah. The Titans are planning to release Vic Beasley on Wednesday. Don't give me started. Adam Scheffler and Ian Rappaport. So, so, um, so we're going we're gonna to save that one for tomorrow. I think Matt has a very special place for that one, <laughs> if I'm correct, Matt. Oh. <laughs> I think I'm correct. So, uh, man, there's a couple things that are rubbing me the wrong way, and uh, that guy is definitely one of them. So we're going to save that one for tomorrow. Alex Mack, by the way, at part of the 2009 draft out of the University of California, 34 years old. So Alex Mack, we'll see what he does at the end of the season. As far as the way I'm looking at Jacksonville, I'm kind of fine that they didn't do anything at the trade deadline. I mean, at this point, we're kind of set up to be a top five team as far as drafts draft capital is concerned plus another pick from wherever the rams finish at so at the end of the day i'm i don't really care what we do jake lutton will be the starter for jacksonville i'll definitely talk about that a lot more tomorrow as well he'll be getting first team reps all week i agree with that decision i'm very happy happy about it and i'll tell you why tomorrow um logan uh before we finish talk to me about this packers team now this is a packers team that usually does not trade they build through the draft uh and free agency so talk to me about what you want from what you wanted from this green bay team well, so ever since last year, we needed two things, right? Before even the draft started, we needed another playmaker, mm-hmm. and we needed to show up to run defense. And we haven't done either in the draft, or via trade, or free agency. Well, we tried in free agency with uh, Kirksey, but once again, he got hurt. Mm-hmm. I wish we would just kept Blake Martinez, yeah, um, tackling machine. Yes, paid him what he wanted. I think we only saved like one or two million dollars um, for that. Once again, they say they like to build through the draft, and they went out in free agency. So that one didn't make any sense to me. I was perfectly happy with Martinez go out and get a young stud underneath of him. Mm-hmm. Um, now we have seen Kamal Martin step up. They're liking what he's doing in the middle of the field. Um, and Kirksey's absence, he's a younger guy. Um, but I mean, there's just so many receivers. I mean, the Texans were literally offering receivers. Personally, Matt, yeah, I know you said not to spend a second or third round pick on Will Fuller. In this situation, granted, I'm also kind of hoping we're pick with Notre Dame, and I love Will Fuller because he's a speed demon and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I would have spent a second round pick on him. They should have spent at least the first or second round pick on him on a receiver in the draft, especially because there's 30 first round graded uh, receivers in this past draft, and we didn't select one. Um, so I don't know what they're doing. I hope they can figure out the run defense. Playmakers, if one of these receivers could finally step out, getting Lazard back would help. Um, he is practicing. So 
who should see the field this week, most likely next week, I think, as That's well. Um, they're trying not to force those guys back, um, especially on a short week, Thursday night game. Right. Um, so I don't know why we don't ever make a splash. I mean, it's Green Bay, so it's old school football up there. But um, I wish every now and then we'd make some kind of splash pick instead of Granted, Jordan Love is the future, and they did the same thing with Rodgers, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's one of those things. So um, I was just hoping we did something today, and we decided we didn't want to do anything, especially with all the players. I mean, the, every uh, Devontae Adams got asked it. Rodgers got asked it. Hey, do you guys want a receiver? And they were both like – they both said yes without saying yes because they know they can't actually say yes. Um, and they just didn't do anything, so. I hope they know what they're doing up there and we can get back to winning and actually winning strong and not these uh, rough couple games we've had lately. So I guess it's still halfway through the season, so we have another half of the season to go, right? Uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. And with your record, uh, trust me, me and Matt are very envious. We'd kill to be at that position right now, trust me. But uh, Yeah, I know. But if, if you go 10 and ten and 5 or 10 and 6 and make the playoffs and losing the NFC Championship game, it's still not a successful season when you're Green Bay Packers, so uh, Super Bowl or bust. Every year, every year. That's Green Bay. That's what Green Bay is, man. That, that's what they are. That's a good season for me or Matt, but Green Bay is Super Bowl or bust every year, especially with Rodgers at the uh, at the helm. Well, let's go ahead and yeah. wrap this one up. Matt, you got anything else for us tonight? Um, nah, man. Um, we'll talk about our locks and stuff tomorrow. I'm disappointed, man. Very, very disappointed. Yeah, well, um, if you don't know, yeah. listen to the episode before. We'll definitely talk about it tomorrow. But Matt, not a happy camper about locks this week. That's a that's a fact. But for Matt, as always, Bobby, myself, and our special guest tonight, Logan, this is the Extra Point. I appreciate it, guys. Hey, man, yeah, thanks, thanks for Logan. coming yeah, on, buddy. Man, yeah, I appreciate it, bud. Yeah. Oh, yeah, let's do it again. Oh, it will happen yep. again. Trust me, especially with you. Uh, Logan, if any of you all don't know, was actually at our live uh, our live draft night that we had, he was the only, he was one of the few people there that we knew because everybody else is all spread out all over the country. But uh, that was fun, Logan. Oh yeah. All right. Well, again for Logan, Matt, and of course Bobby. Always thinking about Bobby. Everybody have a good night. This has been the extra point. Thanks.